Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. Today uh, on the show, I have got sorry, there's no uh, startup music today because we're having some technical difficulties. So sorry about that. Anyway, hey, today I've got, I've got a really special guest on today. I've got a fellow TEDx speaker. I got Mitchell Levy. Mitchell Levy is the Aha guy at Aha That. He's a publisher. He's uh, he's worked with various platforms. Uh, the thing that I really wanted to, to uh, that was really uh, intrigued me about him is that uh, he helps experts become thought leaders. Welcome to the show, Mitchell. <laughs> it's great to be here, Jim. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, um, hey, um, do you want to give everybody a kind of a, a quick rundown of of uh, who who Mitchell is? What's important? So, uh, sure, of course. You know what I what I often say is. Uh, I am the aha guy at aha that, and I empower experts and thought leaders to share their genius. And, and if I was going to take that just a right. quick step further, essentially what the, the message on the marketplace I, I have to give is, is simply if, if you are in business today, life has changed significantly today than it was 5, 10, and certainly 20 years ago. If you're in business today, what you've got to be doing is marketing yourself and selling yourself and getting your brand in the marketplace. I'm just checking you out before the show, Jim. And the thing that's yeah. really fascinating to me, we've been, I, um, I've got four publishing companies. We've published over 800 books, and I now have the easy button. And the easy button I'm pressing a oh, book is imagine nice. five hours total, two-hour interview, three hours review, having a best-selling book in paperback, hardcover, Kindle, PDF, and we also have a platform called AHA That Format. So without going into details, we can do that later if you're interested. Imagine having pressed your button. You have, you know, it's sort of like getting hypnotized. All of a sudden you wake up and you've got a book, a best-selling book, Amazon best-selling book, that really addresses the pain point that you solve or you address or you deal with for your prospects and customers. So here's the interesting part. If you can do that in five hours, next time you hear somebody who's writing a book and they're, they're spending hundreds of hours writing their book and hundreds of hours publishing the book, you got to ask them, are they doing what's important for their business, which is sales and marketing? And, and so that's my message is hmm. simply nobody who's in business today, unless it's for cathartic reasons, should be writing and publishing their own book because <laughs> there are easy buttons out there. Nice. And I got to tell you, having um, having uh, co-authored a book, uh, being able to do it in five hours, and uh, and actually getting some 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 actual purchases or downloads of the book, man, that sounds fantastic. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, so let's talk about let's let, so let's talk about that. So the answer is yes. Uh, we make it an Amazon best-selling book, but all of those things um, are, are things that don't necessarily bring you clients. So the the one gotcha. mindset that need that people need to recognize is that no matter how cool you are and no matter how amazing mm-hmm. your content is, you can't just put your content in a book and hope that people buy it. So what the book represents is the PhD in a short period of time. The book represents a credibility piece that gets you to say, ah, here's somebody who has expertise in my area and they might be able to solve my problem. Mm-hmm. So it gets you to the point where you could open the door. Like when I looked at your website, your phone number's on there. 
Well, that would have happened 10 mm-hmm. years ago. You would have gone through some booking agents or something else. But why do we do that today? Because people want immediate solutions to their problems. They want to go to the expert who can solve their issue. And so what happens is you create a book because the best possible thing you could do is physically hand that book or ship that book in, in a FedEx or a USPS envelope with a personal note in it that says, oh, by the way, I thought you'd find this interesting or I'd love to talk to you. Or, but your, your, your goal as an author has nothing to do with how many books you sell. It's how many books are actually mm-hmm. put in the hands of the people who could hire you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think also Sorry, too, that's, that, uh, that's, that's kind of what I know, do, can... this sort of transformation, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, one of the things that if you, um, if you ask people, you know, how do you know someone's an expert? So often they're going to say an author, you know what I mean? So I think that, that, that really, that raises up your, your credibility and your social standing. So I think it is, is an important thing for people to, to get out there. For me, it was awesome because now I have something I don't, I can't, I, because with my hypnotherapy clients, I can't necessarily spend the amount of time that I want to to explain all the concepts that I'd like. And I can say, here, read this book when you get a chance because it's going gonna, it's gonna to explain a lot of this stuff to you. Oh, beautiful. And there are two pieces of that book, right? So books, sometimes you write books because they're purely the educational component. And, and, and mm-hmm. we, many people want to see that and read that. A lot of times today, instead of doing it in books, they'll do it in courses. So they'll create a series mm-hmm. of videos and tie them together and make them videos. So people could, as opposed to reading it, can either watch it or listen to it. Right? So education mm-hmm. is a great way. It, it, by the way, there's also the credibility thing. Having a TEDx, another really good credibility yeah. piece. Right? So, yeah. so it's important to have that credibility piece and then – from a strategic perspective, just think about the assets you want to put in your life that are going to help you be more successful, right? Having a show like this lets you reach people. Oh, gotcha. oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the assets you want to have in your life are things which are party endorsements for you. Well, having a show on blog talk radio or having a video show that you post on YouTube by definition, it's a show, and you have guests on your show, and it's third-party endorsements of you. Having a book is a third-party endorsement of you. Having a TEDx, you're barring the brand mm-hmm. of TED to actually show, oh, you are an accepted TED speaker. Regardless of whether I was the franchise TEDx organization or not, you're an accepted TED speaker, and there's a good-looking video that actually represents mm-hmm. a point that represents you at a point in time, that's credibility you're borrowing. And at the end of the day, and and my TEDx, my TED Talk was simply about how do we do business in the social age versus how we did business in the, the old industrial society. And we still live, and lots of our processes are still part of the industrial age. So how do we do business in today's Mm -hmm. world? Well, we're, we're more social. Right, we we have mm-hmm. to have conversation. We have to talk to people, right? It, it, isn't that an interesting concept? And so, if you're a consultant, a trainer, a coach, uh, if you're in business today, your clients and your prospects, your clients want to be reinforced that they're working with the right people. Your prospects want to know that you're the right choice. 
And what happens is mm-hmm. they need to get to know, like, and trust you. And that's what my TED Talk was about is, is know, like, and trust. Well, the like and trust, nobody could, well, unless you hypnotize them, nobody could actually make you like and trust them. <laughs> Sorry, just small plug mm-hmm. there. But, you know, the, you just yeah. have to be you. If you're not you, it's hard to be liked and trusted. It, so how do you get known? That's where these third-party endorsements come in. Right. It, in the past, we, yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing for an author is, is getting on Oprah. Right. But there are many other Oprah-like right. <laughs> things you can do today. Yeah. I got to say, too, one of the things I really liked, I watched your TED Talk last night. And uh, I got to say, one of the things I really appreciated about that was you said you have to have that conversation with your, you know, your friends, your fans, your, your connections. Because I see a lot of, a lot of uh, people um, – they just sort of post something and then it's like they go away and they don't respond. And I personally, when I do that, if I, if I, repl- if I respond to some, you know, some author or, or somebody that I'm following and they don't reply, I, I feel slighted. <laughs> yes. Well said. Right. So it, yeah. it, it, this is part of my, my stick where I talk about doing social media in five minutes a day. Right. And it was, again, yeah. people always get, really, you do it in five. Well, actually you could ha- effectively do social media in five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. What you're really doing is you're making sure that you're looking at social media for what social media is about. And it's two words, mm-hmm. social and media. And social media is not about media. Social media is about being social. <laughs> right. So yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. And it's exactly Jim, what you said, if, if you post stuff and people respond to that post, so if you're lucky enough when you post something that people like it, share it, retweet it, love it, well, your job is to thank them or interact with them. Because if yeah. people do things over and over and they don't get thanked, they stop doing things. Right. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know, uh, what are your, uh, and this is just a little pet peeve of mine, is when I see, um, you know, someone I'm following, say, maybe they're a, a famous stage hypnotist or uh, they're an author or something, and when I see on their personal page, they've got, uh, they've got stuff coming, being posted, and it says by Hootsuite and, and, uh, or co-schedule, I really feel, I, I'm, I'm turned off by that. I, don't, I understand if it's on their business page, but if it's on their personal page, I feel really turned off. Like, it's... Uh, because I want that personal page to be more like a personal interaction, you know, something I just thought of or, um, or something like that. What are your thoughts on that? Is that just me? Am I just uh... Oh, well, just because you think that way doesn't mean it's bad, okay? I personally mm-hmm. don't think that way, right? So that's the interesting okay. part. We all have opinions, and, and all of our opinions are justified, right? So what you don't know about – so, so personally, I'm not doing that today. I'm sure in the past I've had that done in the, in the past. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't personally have an issue with it as long as 100% of it is not that. Because right? what you don't know strategically is you don't know the bigger picture of how, how the accounts were set up for them, whether or not they have a sure. fan page as well as a personal page. Uh, whether or not they, you know, they, some people can't quite figure out how to use LinkedIn differently than Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snap. And, and so there are different people who haven't quite figured stuff out. 
And so what happens is they may hire, that could be either they did it themselves or they hired somebody who just wasn't smart enough and, and uh, they mm-hmm. hadn't recognized this conversation right here is if you're actually interacting with somebody, you want to, you want to touch them, right? Because here's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. So let's say there was somebody, an author, and you wanted, you had a $100,000 speaking opportunity for them, okay? And, and you mm-hmm. saw that, but you weren't going to be aggressive. You were just going to pass it out to the, to the first person out of five that you liked. And, and somebody posted in Hootsuite, and you responded, you know, I got a great opportunity for you. Uh, it's speaking on a large stage. Are you interested? Now, if mm-hmm. they don't see that message and you move on to the next person, what an amazing opportunity was lost, right? And, and so I guess, I guess I don't – to answer your question directly, I'm not as opposed to automated messages on the personal page – like I said, and my wife always keeps me honest on this one, um, when I get a little bit overboard and I post too much on my personal Facebook page, I use my personal Facebook page like like my uh, business page as well, but if I do too much business, she'll look at me and she'll hey, honey, do some personal stuff. You know, and, it, yeah. and it's nice to have somebody keep you honest like that. Yeah. Yeah, I got to talk to my girlfriend about that then. Keep me in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, all you have to do That's is, so girlfriends are different than wives, it's just give permission. Just, just, yeah. and, and here's the thing to be thinking about, right? What you want yeah. to think about is who do I want the outside world to know as me? And for me personally, yeah. I, I love what I do. I believe that the person you are listening to now, the person that my family sees, the person that my client sees, the person that my prospect sees are all the same, right? So I don't make mm-hmm. over-promise types to anybody. Um, what you see is, is reality. If I say something, it's like the old, old handshake. I mean it. I mean, I do contracts. I mean, we all do contracts in our business. But if, yeah. if you and I looked at each other and said, you know, let's do some fun stuff together and we shake hands, contract enough, I'll do that, right? Because it's, it's my work. Yeah. It's important to me. And, and so if you said to your girlfriend, hey, this is how I want the outside world to see me, and I give you permission that if, if you think I, I'm straying off the path that you let me know, that's, a, that's an empowering mm. statement to, to give to somebody, particularly somebody who, you know, doesn't necessarily want to rock the boat or, you know, tell you that your hair is out of place or something like that, right? So that might be an interesting thing for you to, to, to do and share. Yeah. I don't think she'd have too much trouble. She just told me uh, that I still had barbecue sauce from two days ago on my face. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just tell her next time, hey, uh, how about a a little bit earlier? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, one thing I want to make sure I want to make sure we get out there. Um, If you're listening right now, you're listening to uh, Exploring Awesome, talking to uh, Mitchell Levy, and I think I said it wrong earlier, Uh, Mitchell Levy. That's right, right? Levy? Yeah, thanks for thanks for correcting yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, um, um, uh, Mitchell Levy, and um, he's really uh, he's really helping uh, experts beca- and and thought leaders get their message out there. I do want to let you know too, if you'd like to call in um, and ask some questions of uh, of Mitchell or I, you're uh, welcome to give us a call. the uh, The guest call in number is three four seven eight five five eighty seven eleven. 
347-855-8711. That is, if you're listening on May 16th, 2018, you're also um, at 11, about 11-ish. Uh, you're also welcome to text your questions to 209-852-6642. Again, we're, you're listening to Exploring Awesome. Mitchell, um, I, you know, I find... I think we have a lot in common in this idea of, of uh, trying to get people to get their message out there. One of the things that I run into, and I, and, and, and I don't know if you do too, are um, uh, especially I think entrepreneurs and some business and you know small business owners and things like that that really are afraid to get their message out there. Whether you know on, like on Facebook, you know whether it's creating a, a Facebook Live or a video or even releasing a blog post, um, a lot of fear in there. Do you run into that with uh, with people? <laughs> there's there's so many diff- so the answer is yes um there are many mm-hmm. people who don't talk on social media and there for many reasons one of course is fear um fear yeah. of being seen fear of making a mistake uh fear of people knowing what you do so other people steer your concepts uh there's mm-hmm. or a uh, fear of getting so lost in social media that I spend all my time there and nowhere else, right? There's maybe the answer is fear, but it's, it's fear stemming from a number of different reasons. And, sure. and I'm just going to go back to the fundamental thing I say in, in my uh, Ted talk, and I can't even give you a definition of thought leadership is people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. So the like and trust stuff, well, you could figure that out. Let's just be you. You know, if you're a good person, you're likable. If you're not trustworthy, and trustworthy, trust mm-hmm. comes from being vulnerable, uh, be, having integrity, showing authenticity. You know, in the old days, you can get away mm-hmm. with not being that type of person, not being trustworthy. In today's world, uh, just take a look at what happens in the marketplace. There are so many opportunities to get reviews on you and your business that you just mm-hmm. need to do business the right way. And, and so the, the, mm-hmm. the like and trust is really a function of how you operate. The know, and that's the area that I spend a lot of time on, is how do people get to know you? And there is mm-hmm. no better vehicle in the world than social media for people to get to know you. Now, it's not necessarily the most effective. Mm-hmm. The most effective is that when one of your clients who knows, likes, and trusts you recommends, it, recommends you to somebody else. By far, word-of-mouth marketing is the best way to get your to get to be able to close more business because you have a trusted referral. Uh, what I like to say is a word of mouth marketing, which is W O M. So W O M via W O B. Word of mouth via word of book. Mm. So the next Tell thing is if, if you have your well, if you have your book and your book is a good representation oh, gotcha. okay. of you, and you've got somebody who, uh, who knows, likes, and trusts you who then gives your book to somebody else, well, that's even better mm-hmm. than saying, talk to this person. Hey, talk to this person. Here's, here's that person's book. So, mm-hmm. so for those that are just awkward or uncomfortable getting on social media, um, and for a number of reasons, so let's just let's assume that it's they have no clue what's going on. They don't want to look stupid or they don't want to spend too much time. Well, that's an easy mm-hmm. one to, to get around. And that is at the very minimum, everybody on this planet, if you're in business today, should spend at least five minutes a day on social. And, and what sure. I say, 
the easy way to think about it is spend one minute posting a couple pieces of other people's content you like. You don't even have to create stuff yourself. You just say, hey, I read this mm-hmm. and I liked it and share it with your audience. And then sp- spend four mm-hmm. minutes, so 80% of your time, interacting with those that touch your content. A- and doing that as a minimal at least gets your brand out because somebody may see what you say or how you respond and be attracted to it. And, and it's not mm-hmm. about, you don't have to worry about getting on social media and say, because this won't work, uh, look at me, buy my product. That's not what social media is about. Right. Social media is about an extension of your personality so people could get to know you because that's who they want to yeah. do business with. I agree. And, I, and boy, I tell you, there's, it's really, uh, boy, I cringe when I see uh, a lot of these, a lot of colleagues that are just posting basically advertisement after advertisement, you know, um, special now and come see me. I'm the best and all this. It's, uh, it's, wow. I just, I cringe. You know, one of the things, uh, Mitchell, that I, I found interesting, what you said, uh, and maybe I, and I just heard the 80% number, so I may have misheard it. Did you say that you should post 80% other people's content as far as like reposting? Is that what you said? So, in the Fed talk? so I, I, I did say that, <laughs> so thanks for, so I do okay. a greater, greater, greater's rule for everything. Right. And, and I did say that, and, it, and I absolutely mean it with, and I'll put in the caveats, right? What that says, okay. and, and probably let me give you why I said that. Because what happens is people have a hard time when they get a, that when they get a microphone. Imagine you're, you're remember, uh, I don't know if you have kids or if you've seen little kids that mm-hmm. you walk into a store that has a, a, a broadcast system and, and the person behind the counter says, hey, you want to say something? And, and what, is, what does the child do? They, they say, hey, look at me, look at me, you can hear me, right? That's what they do, right? Well, that's not what yeah. you want to do on social yeah. media. And, uh, and as you mentioned, you, you cringe when, when your, uh, your competitors uh, do stuff like that. And uh, so do I. And you run away, right? You don't want to hear people talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So the reason why when you're posting content, if 80% of what you post is somebody else's content, a couple of things happen about mm-hmm. this. Um, one, you're not talking about you, right? So, yeah. And it's a great way to voice your opinion. So if somebody has written a great article on a particular area and you wholeheartedly agree, you sharing that article and say, I agree with this, particularly the second paragraph, right? Well, it's spent, you, yeah. you're going to read the article anyhow, share it with your peers. You're giving yeah. your peers the opportunity and your prospects the opportunity to say, oh, yeah, I can relate to this person. And if that article even was about you need to use uh, hypnotist or and hypnotist services, or, or in my case, you need to use uh, book publishers who are who are writing, uh, we ghostwrite books for others. So you need to use book publishers that ghostwrite books for others and create Amazon best-selling authors. If there was an article from one of my competitors that said that, mm-hmm. I would post the article as well and say, oh, by the way, I agree with this. I just would prefer to use my service versus his, <laughs> right? And I, I wouldn't have a problem sharing that because if – Somebody wanted to use somebody else's services. It just meant it was meant to be that way, right? It's, it, it, I can't – my job, if I'm sharing 80% of other people's content, my job is to look like I have the best interest and actually authentically to actually not look that mm-hmm. way, but, but perception is one important element. My job is to make sure that I have the best interest of the person I'm talking to at heart, not my interest, the best interest of somebody else. 
So one of the other reasons to uh, share 80% of content from other people is what you're doing in that case, you're demonstrating that you have knowledge of what's happening in your marketplace. You know who your competitors mm -hmm. are. You know who's good and who's not good. And if we could all act a little bit more like Chris Kringle in Miracle at 34th Street and send people to the mm -hmm. best solution that's possible for them, you'll get their overall mm -hmm. business. You may just lose that one transaction. You know, Mitchell, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that because I, I think I also come from a different, a different point of view on that uh, or just a different, just a, an additional aspect is that um, I see a lot of people in, and I notice it in my, in my field, well, especially I'll tell you in stage hypnosis uh, particularly, but this uh, scarcity mentality, you know, there's not enough for everybody, so I've got to hold on to it all myself. And uh, whereas I, I try to look at it as there's plenty of, I mean, there's, there's six, what, six billion people on the planet now. I can't serve all of them. And so, um, really? I think that, oh, that's too bad. You know, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Um, I'm extending my team. We'll see if I can do that. So, but I think, I think you're right though. I mean, I think it gives you more credibility when you share a post from somebody that's, that's your, you know, competitor, or as my friend Dan Hedrick likes to say, uh, my colleague that does the same kind of uh, work that I do. Um, just, we just do it differently. Um, I think it, it builds credibility. People go, oh, they're, you know, they actually do recognize that some other people have skills and things like that too. And, and I do get frustrated because I'll, I'll share, I'll share, like a, I'm in this local area of the Puget Sound right now, and I'll share another hypnotist, for instance. I'll share their show that's maybe up north when I'm doing one down south, recognizing that I'm not a big enough name yet where people are going to drive, you know, 70 miles to come see my show, most likely. Uh, but I don't see the reciprocal of it. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's sad. I think it really is. Oh, I'm so with you on that. So what you may want to do, and, and this is, I, I'll say this, one of my catchphrases is simply, I have no competition. I only have potential partners. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so the yeah. thing is, it might, at some point in time, it may be worthwhile having a conversation. As a matter of fact, it's so funny. I just, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people today who are doing these, uh, LinkedIn, automatic LinkedIn programs. Oh my God, you looked like, like the number one coach in your area. I would love to write a book with you and, or whatever, or I'd love to help you on coaching or, you know, whatever the answer is. So I often mm -hmm. get publishers who I, I've got a pretty robust plat, uh, profile. I've got 18,000 followers on, uh, on LinkedIn. So I get a bunch of these. Mm -hmm. So I had, uh, it was a kid well, kid is a relative term, so probably in his 20s, maybe early 30s. Yeah. And uh, it looked like he had a really nice publishing company. So my response was, um, yeah, let's, let's talk. I'd love to explore synergy. So his first response was, so do you want to write a book? <laughs> and, and so obviously he hadn't looked at the website yet. And I go, well, why don't you take a look at the website? I do something very similar, but I absolutely think there's opportunity for us to do work together. And then he goes, and, and now he hasn't set up the appointment. I have an automatic calendar tool because it just saves me so much time. So he hasn't set up the appointment oh, me yet. Too. I use it too, yeah. But, but the interesting part is, is I, for me, because I would express my desire to work with anyone who's in my field because not everyone wants the type of book we create. And so I need to yeah. have people who I know I can trust that I can recommend. And so there's a win-win for everyone. And, and the other thing is somebody's doing a more traditional book that takes a year or so to write and publish. 
they also need a complement of what I can offer. And so, yeah, it's really yeah. about, and by the way, life is so much fun, more fun when you go through it with a set of partners in different areas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can call up my, I can call up my, my stage hypnotist friends and we, and we talk about different strategies, marketing strategies and, and, you know, selling more products. All, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome. So helpful. Mm. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so we're, we're in the that. right line and you've already thinking about this, Jim, then it's, it, as you know, it's, it's the right direction. It's the way the yeah. world is moving. It's, it's we are that that since you watched the TED talk, that that old way of there was one way and there was one right way and it's the only way to do it. And that that doesn't we're smarter now, right? If in a, an interesting example, I uh, I've got a twenty year old, and as opposed to anyone who's like forty or over. Whenever he has a problem or initially started his, uh, he's now on his third internship, first, first internship in the electrical engineering job, he was given a problem. The first thing he did is he went to YouTube and went to Google and started asking about solutions, right? And I'm thinking, mm. God, that's, that's so cool because it's not, it's not the way we were brought up. It's not what we automatically think about. And the answer is there is an answer for almost every issue out there somewhere. And if you could be the person yeah. in your respective field that directs people to a series of answers, which could even be, hey, why don't you Google this term? I've noticed that this term brings up the most amount of people who are in my space. You know, you're looked at the, as the person who helps, you know, grow the industry. And subsequently, you get probably a larger share than others. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to uh, stop you right there, Mitchell. We've only got a few seconds left. I really appreciate you being on the show. If you want to get a hold of Mitchell, please, please check him out at theahaguy.com, theahaguy.com. See all the notes at blogtalkradio slash exploringawesome. And uh, we've got a hard break here. We're going to end. So, hey, everybody, take care. Be well. Be awesome. <laughs> Love it. Take care, everybody. 